Welcome to another episode of Mental Health Mondays. It is the week of April 24th, 2023. Uh, welcome back. Another week. Congratulations once again. Um, lost my voice a little, so if it sounds hoarse, that's why. doesn't matter. That's just a crutch because I didn't know what to say opening up. Anyways, um, yeah, man, it's been quite a week. Um, just busy. I always say busy is good, but it's still busy, you know. It's still not the easiest to navigate at times, especially when you're trying to take care of your noggin. But we're doing it. We're getting through. Didn't feel like sitting down and doing this right now. Um, but you got to push yourself. Not that this is pushing yourself, but you know what I mean. You got to uh, stay committed to the process. Do the things that you think are, are uh, what you're supposed to be doing and just trust that. Trust yourself. Trust your intuition and really just trust the work that you're doing. Um, that's that's difficult sometimes. But anyways, uh, announcing, or I announced this week, first single of the year, April 28th, Gravity. Um, I really like the song. It's also the only, yeah, I really like the song. It's good. Um, it's just kind of about... <sighs> Uh, not being able to recognize if something is the the chorus of the song, but not being able to recognize if something is holding you back or holding you down, meaning like a person in your life, a thing that you do, whatever it might be, is it, you know, holding you down, meaning like, you know, in your corner fighting for you, whatever, or holding you back, meaning, you know, holding you back from reaching new heights or uh, greater potential or goal, whatever, you know, you get it. You get the concept. It's got a little synth solo in there. Obviously all me or like I'm playing all the instruments in it. It's good. It's good. You're going to like it. Um, so I'm excited that for that. Cause that'll just kind of get the ball rolling, releasing more and more and more music this year, which is good. Funny thing about being a musician, you got to release music. So finally we'll have something out. That's not just the the first EP. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, that brings along a whole nother side of like releasing something always brings like, it's exciting. Um, it's fun. Again, I like trust in what I, what my art is and all that jazz. Um, so like, I, I, I know at least someone will enjoy it. You know, that's always the goal is like, if at least some people are enjoying this, that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, um, or at least I'm getting out, I'm getting from it what I want, which is, you know, people to enjoy my music. But of course, also comes like a ton of self-doubt and all that. So I'm trying my best like uh, this time around to not even think about that. Because I talked about that last week, like when you do something, when you're an artist specifically, but really anything where you're creating, even, you know, in a quote unquote normal job or an office job, um, when you are um, using your own brain and creativity to come up with something, it's hard not to judge it or worry about how others will judge it. But you really have to just kind of let that go from your mind and just let it be what it is. Trust yourself. Trust your creative ability and your uh, place in the world. I don't know. I'm lost today. I'm lost today. I'm lost this week. Um yeah, I don't know. I just feel lost. I've, like I said, I've been busy, but 
Um, I just feel, you know, everything with the show was good and all that stuff. And then I, I felt like I was flying high for a minute. And you could probably tell in the in the episodes, but uh, in the past couple episodes. But now I feel like I've hit a little bit of a lull. Don't exactly know why. I actually had like a really good thing happen this week. Met up with someone very important to me who, um, you know, we have kind of grown apart and it was just good to meet up with them and I don't know, catch up in general, just talk about anything like we used to, we would talk about it in the past, but then also kind of hash some things out that we, you know, some feelings we both felt and all that. It was, it was a therapeutic, like good experience but also like judged up a bunch of other emotions and stuff. And those things can be difficult, but also the main thing I would take from it and could offer someone else is that you got to do that. If you had uh, a relationship that means a lot to you and maybe it's not in the state that you wish it would be or that you want it to be, um, whether it be with your family, with a friend Maybe not with an ex. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. But specifically with your family and close friends who really genuinely feel like family. Um, you got to just pull the band-aid off and make the initiative. And be the first one, if need be, to like extend that olive branch or at least check up on the person. Because something I found this past week when going through this experience was... Both of us had a lot of the similar feelings that neither one of us had expressed and only felt because the other person didn't say anything. And rather than either one of us like just taking the initiative to reach out and be like, hey, uh, let's let's fix this or let's talk or whatever. Let's get together. Let's hang out. Um, it, you know, a, a long period of time went by when that could have been happening. And I think at least for me, I felt like maybe that feeling was not felt by the other party. Um, but they also felt that they didn't think I felt that way. So it's just one of those life lessons that I wish I'd never had to learn, but I did learn. Just, it, you know, it. life is very short. Uh, that's very cliche, but come on. It's a fact. Life is short. Very short. Shorter for some than it is others. And you don't have a real... Uh, any real control over just how short yours is outside of, you know, the obvious things like drinking water and eating food enough times so that you survive another day. But um, you don't really have all that much control over when your time is and you definitely don't have any control over when other people's time comes. And it's just not worth, like I imagine this situation and imagine, God forbid, something ever happened to either one of us before we had the chance to have this conversation and how much that would like forever damage me. Um, and so no matter what happens from here on out, it's like just being able to fall back on the fact that we sat down and broke bread and like I said, just enjoyed each other's company, but also uh, were open and honest with each other. Like it, it means a lot. And um, I just highly recommend if you feel like you have a relationship in your life that you need to kind of repair or just keep up with that's another thing as I get older that <clears throat> I think I've struggled with for a while but 
it's only gotten worse as I've neglected trying to fix that side of me. And that's keeping up with relationships in all different forms. Um, I think what what's difficult for me, and I feel bad, not, you know, I know that I'm like a, a good person. I don't want anyone. I know sometimes it seems like I'm being self-deprecating. I'm just being honest with myself. I'm not judging myself when I say the things I'm about to say. But, um, you know, I know I'm a good person and I feel that I am a good friend. But if not in the, you know, very, very, very inner circle of mine, I'm not good at communication. Um and that doesn't mean I don't care about the people that aren't necessarily in my inner inner circle. And I don't mean inner circle like Aaron Rodgers talks about, like how no one outside of this few people he trust. Like I, you know, I trust the people that I'm talking about. I'm just saying the people that I that inevitably, no matter what, I am not forced to interact as if I don't want to. But like on a day to day basis, I'm going to interact with them no matter what. For example, my girlfriend who I live with, obviously can always improve with communication there, but I, I, I can't even neglect it to a certain extent. You know, we live together and we're in a committed relationship. Or like uh, my mom, my sister, you know, I talk with them, correspond with them. They're the, pe- m- the members of my family that I'm closest to, and so I communicate with them pretty often. But even them at times, I feel like because I'm dealing with my own mental health struggles and my own just day-to-day life not even struggles per se so much as just things we all have to get done and focus on day-to-day I really have trouble like um sliding something as simple as returning a phone call or sending a text into the list of things that I have to do um I've talked about that before briefly on here about like my my aunt my aunt, my auntie Mo, it's a great example because she's someone that I've always been very, very close to my entire life. She's my dad's sister, so my I lost my father. She lost her brother, and we kind of are each other's only link to that side of our family still um, because my grandparents are gone as well, and it's kind of a small family, that, that side of my family. So, you know, she means as much to me as ever, but I'll go months and months and months without communicating with her. And I feel some sense of guilt. And she's always very understanding. Uh, we've had conversations about it in the past. Um, I always feel some sort of guilt, though. Even though I know, like, hey, everyone, especially as you get older, your relationships change and your priorities and needs and, um, you know, everyone's busy, all that kind of stuff. Those cliche things are all true. But... It's not like a pass on, I don't know, it's it's not a pass on like still putting in genuine real effort to keep up with those relationships and check in with people who you know would have your back no matter what. Um, and I have friends the same way. I feel like, again, as you get older, your group of friends, your group of friends change, but also you not even change like you're not friends with them anymore, but just you slowly grow apart slightly but I don't mean grow apart in the sense of like you don't know each other anymore you know what I mean we all still little texts and stuff in a group chat all that kind of stuff but 
you know, the seeing each other every day and all those things slowly grow apart because as you get older, that's just what happens. You start building your own family and, and all that stuff. Um, but it's not as hard as I, f- I feel I make it out to be to just call someone. I think part of the reason too is I'm not a big, like if someone just, even though I love my, again, I love my friends, I love my family, but outside of a very few people, if someone just randomly calls me, I'm hesitant to answer the phone just because I am an anxious person. It's just like a trigger almost for me, which is really silly. I know that if I talk to them for however long, like it's only going to be good. It's going to feel good. Um, But I think there's something for me, it's just like, I don't know if it's an investment of time. Again, talked about that a bunch on here where I feel if I'm not doing certain things, it's that's when I start to get anxious and all that. So Knowing, oh, I haven't talked to this person in a while. I see their name pop up on my phone. It's probably going to be a 30-minute to an hour or even more conversation, which, again, after I have that conversation, feels great. I'm happy I did it. But beforehand, accepting that, um, I don't know. It's difficult for me for some reason. And I think also I'm just anxious to, like, communicate. I, I'm so I'm such so wishy-washy in my own head with this kind of stuff sometimes because like I consider myself a people person and I like being around people some people I don't know like I, I'm not an anti-social person I don't think so but there are certain situations where I'm very anxious in so in a social setting um and I don't know exactly what it stems from I think I think it stems from it, I guess it all depends on the situation like being out in public and talking to random people if it's if the situation is right I actually really enjoy doing that. I was at in line at a taco stand the other night and me and this guy were just talking about hot sauce. <laughs> and it's really dumb but like I enjoyed it. Just a nice pleasant interaction with someone I'll never see again. I like that. And then there are other times where I want to hide the whole time. I'm in public and just get through what I'm doing and then get out of there. And I don't know, I don't know necessarily that I can like pick out specific things that cause an interaction to go one way or the other. I guess it all just depends. Sometimes we just aren't feeling it. Maybe it's something as simple as that. Um, But I don't really know. And I think all of that kind of boils into also this communication issue I have with people who I really, really care about and people who like I want desperately to keep up with the relationship and uh, make sure that this person knows that I am there for them and that I do love them to pieces and all that shit. Um, I think that's the first time I swore. 15 minutes, not too bad. Um, Yeah, so it's just something I've been working on, I suppose. And it's the it's funny too the guilt aspect of it because I have friends that also aren't good at communicating and I don't feel any way about it. You know what I mean? Like one of my best friends in the world will answer a text two and a half weeks after I sent it and never once during that two and a half weeks am I thinking, damn, he really hasn't answered me yet. Like, you know, it's kind of annoying. I don't know. But there's levels to it. I suppose if I, I don't know, everyone's different. Every relationship is different, but as a whole, it's something that I know that I need to work on. Just communication in general. Um, But 
I think part of the part of my struggle comes from like when you're in a when you're in a romantic relationship after a certain age and after a certain length of time. Um, and this is part of that whole like building building your own new kind you know your own family. It takes up at least this is maybe this is just a me thing. It takes up a lot of time and energy and effort for me. And sometimes I feel like I don't have the time and energy and effort to put it anywhere else, relationship-wise. Like, I'm still doing my thing, like, you know, working, working out, um, doing the things I need to do uh, life-wise, career-wise. But for some reason, I feel like I, it's almost like if you could quantify it, like, there's a number of seconds or I don't know thoughts or just like a percent of effort that I have to put in uh like I don't know like my relationship's not perfect and I need to there's so many things that we need to be better at but that specifically on an individual level that I need to be better at that it's like I'm so I can't even do that you know what I mean like I, I'm I struggle with that um and that's a constant process so it's like and this is someone who will potentially be the mother of my children. These are, this is how deep I'm getting here. Um, so it's like, how am I supposed to at all pull from that if I can't even do that perfect? Or, you know, not that anything is ever going to be perfect. I'm never going to be a perfect partner, but I'm always trying to be better. If I'm trying my best to improve there, like where do I even have the time and energy and effort to put it into other relationships as well? Time, not necessarily real. That's not, um, I, I have the time. You can always find the time for anything that you really care about. That's something that I've learned along the way that, I, you know, I've heard people say before and I really truly believe in. It's like when I struggle or have struggled in the past, like finding time to work out, one of the biggest excuses we all make is no time. And while that might be partially true or certainly feel real and feel true, the fact of the matter is there is time. We all waste time doing things we don't need to do. Um, it's just that you'd rather do those things than work out. And so you prioritize you prioritize those things that might not be as important, but are things that you'd rather be doing than work out. And it's a matter of discipline and um, just like making the conscious effort to be like, okay, well, I'm going to cut these couple things out or cut down on these couple things so that I have the time to go do this. It The same goes with everything. I'm just using working out as an example. Um, like I, I, I always say like, I have no time to play video games and stuff anymore. And I miss it because I've always been a gamer. That's not necessarily true. It's like, it's because I'm, if I'm not doing anything, I'm spending my time doing other nothings, you know? Like I'm spending my time watching baseball or you know, catching up on a show with my significant other versus like playing video games. And I just have chosen that instead of this, you know, like there's always give and take in every aspect of life. So what I'm saying is when I'm getting back to the principle of what I'm talking about, saying I don't have time, like I'm putting so much time into my romantic relationship that it's difficult to put time into the other ones. That's not necessarily true. It just feels that way. Um, but as far as effort, emotion, like the, uh, 
I, I guess that's the best way I could put it, the emotional effort. Sometimes I do feel like I run out by the time I've dealt with something I have to deal with in my romantic relationship. I'm tuckered out. I'm like a kid after a day at the, the park or something like, that was awesome. That was great. I need an app now. So, and, but I also don't want to use that as a scapegoat. I'm just thinking, talking through it, right? Sometimes I think maybe that's part of the reason why I let other relationships um, wither a bit or I don't put in the time that I would like to, in, or, you know, don't put the energy I would like to into those other relationships. It's because like, I'm out of it. I'm out, I'm out of the energy. Um, but that's also not a permanent thing. That's um, something I feel I could get better at. Like I said, I'm trying to get better at and it's all about like intention. Like you have to have the intention to do something and really believe in it and be conscious about it for it to actually come to fruition. Like I can say this on here and be like, you know, I know I think that, but if I don't act with intent, if I don't make a plan or, or adapt some new system in my life that allows for an easier mode or method of communication with these people that I really care about, um, outside of, you know, my list of four or five that are have their place cemented in my hierarchy in my head somehow. And again, I don't mean like I don't mean that in a shitty way. If you're anyone listening or watching this, we all have that list of people that it's unconsciously are just happen to be the people that come first. Um, and it doesn't mean you don't care about those other people. Uh, so I don't know. That's just something I'm, I'm trying to get better at. And I don't necessarily know how other than to literally be like, oh, today I got to reach out to so-and-so. Literally pencil it into some sort of schedule. Um, I don't know. It just seems so. It, But it's funny because when it comes to stuff like that, like I'm not a huge fan. Like schedules are all, that's all that stuff's great. But like I'm not... I don't know, that sounds like robotic or like I'm, you know, the CEO of some big company and it's like, oh, you missed your daughter's birthday again. It's like, oh, you didn't put in the schedule. I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to act like my life is too important or too busy to keep up with these relationships, but life happens, right? So, but to say like, oh, you just put it in the schedule, it, it sounds almost humanizing to these people. And that, I certainly don't mean it in that way. I suppose it's just more that I need to do what I, like, you got to do what you got to do. So if it means literally making a list, all right, Monday, I'm going to reach out to this friend I haven't talked to in a while. Tuesday, I'm going to reach out to this, you know, my aunt that I haven't spoken to in a while. And just like, you know, keep up with appearances type of thing. Call, you know, I, it sucks because, again, I like when I get a call and I see a person's name and I'm like, oh, it's them. But I do have anxiety about answering it. So, I'm not a big cold caller. Like I'm not a big call this person out of the blue person, even though a lot of people actually really like that. It's a, it can really be a good, like, uplifting feeling. Like, oh, they thought about me. More so than a text message for some reason. I guess because a text, you just text and then it's done and who knows if you'll ever even pick up your phone again to look at it. Whereas a call is like that acknowledgement of that investment of time that I'm talking about. Like, hey, I'm calling you so I can chat with you for a few minutes specifically. And it definitely can and sh does mean more than just a text, but I am hesitant to do that because also, this is this is the way my brain works. 
it's not that I'm annoyed when people do that, but I do get a little anxious. And I don't want to put that in their life if they might be that way. Um, again, that's also just knowing the person. Some people love it. Some people don't. Uh, like I, few people pop into my head right now that if I called them right now, they would be, they'd be ecstatic and we'd talk for an hour, you know, if they didn't have anything going on or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to be honest with myself and, you know, I don't know. Like I said, this past week was a lot. I'm, I feel exhausted to be, to be quite honest. Um, it's weird, our threshold for certain things, like uh, the hu- like the human body can do unbelievable things, it achieve incredible physical feats, you know, endurance and all these things. It's like, but then there are some weeks where it's like, I got nothing left. And that's how I feel right now. It's Sunday. From last Monday to this moment right now, just exhausted. Um, but like I said, having that, uh, the chance to, uh, sit down with that person that, you know, means the world to me, but life works in strange ways, right? Things happen that you don't necessarily plan for, and then you got to adjust. But it was just one of those moments where it makes complete sense in your head after like, oh yeah. I'm going to be gone one day, hopefully far, far, far in the future. But again, don't know when, don't have control over when, never will have control over when other than, you know, health. And even then, you know, though, though that's the thing about this whole optimization uh, trend, I suppose. Like, I believe in a lot of that stuff, not even believe like as if it's potentially fake, like I'm down with it. I think that stuff is awesome. Some of it, the ice baths, the saunas, the this supplement or this vitamin, like a vitamin reg, all that stuff that you hear on every podcast now, I'm with it. But the cynic in my head can't help but think about the st- the stories you you'll hear of someone who lived to like 115, and they're like, "What's your secret?" And they're like, "I drank a whiskey every morning," and it's like, this guy never worked out a day in his fucking life, and he's 115. So do I really need to suffer to the extent of like running 40 miles a day and never looking at a piece of crust again? Probably not, but also totally believe in it. You know, I know that that stuff is real. I know that if I were to do every single one of those things, these people suggest that I probably have a better chance of living a happy, healthy, longer life. But sometimes it gets a little much. But I suppose the promise isn't necessarily length so much as it is quality. That's what she said. Didn't even fucking try that. My bad. Uh, that's a pretty good one. Um, no, but you're not. I guess they're not promising. Like if you do these things, you'll live till you're 100. Sometimes you just can't control that. But I guess the quality is more what they're getting at, which is good. Obviously, everyone wants a quality life like... I want to be able to do basically whatever I want until as as late as I can, you know. But yeah, it does it does sometimes it does make me laugh like listening to all these things that see and some of them are pretty standard. 
again, like the ice bath thing, if you can afford that, that's not that crazy. Yeah, it's hard to do. It's it's not an easy task, and that's what they all say is that, like, got to overcome it, and that's a hard thing. Like, t- agreed. Cool. Sorry for do- using that dumb imitation voice I just did because I'm not talking shit completely. But And, you know, the sauna, same thing. It's difficult, but it's pretty accessible. If you, you know, a lot of gyms have saunas. Uh, mine doesn't, so it's funny I'm saying that because mine doesn't. But generally speaking, it's not impossible to find your way <laughs> to wander into a sauna somewhere. And, again, supplements, if you can afford good vitamins and good whatever the hell, yes. But then some of it is just, like, I I don't know. It just, some of it, I, I almost feel, I feel the same way I feel about mental health that I do about uh, a lot of this optimization stuff, whether it's the, the ice, the cold plunge, the sauna, the all these vitamins and supplements and testosterone replacement and all these things these people talk about. Though they're unfortunately, as currently stands, a luxury. And I feel the same way about mental health, and that's terrible. But that this is just my opinion. It seems like if you listen to the type of people who speak about mental health or have the time to worry about it and care about it and put time and effort into it, they're people who are of means. They're people who... I don't mean privileged as in they were given things, but they they live in privilege. They live in a in a lifestyle and in an environment that, for the most part, they're pretty comfortable. Other than maybe their mental health, and they have to deal with these things. And I'm glad that they have the opportunity to do so. But I think of the people who are in poverty-stricken communities or in, you know, living in huts. Um you know, horrible conditions, starving, right? No clean water. I'm sure that those people have the worst, I don't know, I don't know, I'm not sure, right? But I'm, it would make sense that those people have more mental health issues than anyone. Uh, Certainly more than a person who lives in a beautiful apartment in Los Angeles, California, um, who doesn't have to necessarily worry about the next meal on the table or getting a clean glass of water because I have a filter. You can't get a clean glass of water out of the, the sink in LA. But, um, you know, I have the luxury of sitting down once a week at least and like talking through things and just letting my thoughts go. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know exactly how to explain it. Like, you, you, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> I go, I don't know how to explain it. And then I'm like, but you get it? Um, just if you're worried about like literally surviving, I don't think you have the time or energy or effort, like I was saying before, to put into the mental side of things. And that's a shame. Or who knows? Maybe when it's too comfortable, it's when your mind starts to drift and wander into places that it doesn't need to go. And, you know, I don't know the answer, but I almost feel a sense of guilt sometimes when I think of like, but it's not to invalidate people who have mental health problems, mental health struggles. Um, I'm specifically speaking about anxiety and depression because other things are like much more severe and much more uh, out of my area of understanding. I'm not. I'm not saying that people with anxiety and depression that it's not valid or not justified. 
um, just because they can afford dinner, you know. Um, I guess what I'm saying is that it's still you're in a position where you are at great benefit or or there's a certain level of comfort in your life that you have enough time to even be saying some of these things. And it's the same thing with optimization where it's like, yeah, if you can afford this or that, and again, there's cheaper alternatives. I'm not saying that all of it's for rich people and stuff. Like there are ways to go about doing these things, but the average person like, you know, Jack hammering holes into concrete and paving roads and, you know, all, I don't know, like manual labor, tough, hard jobs, or even like nurses and doctor, and not necessarily doctors. Um, just thinking about like people, basically what I described is my dad and my mom. They ain't got no, they, they ain't have no time for all that. They don't have the money to buy into all this shit while raising kids, while trying to make rent or the mortgage or whatever it is. So I think sometimes that stuff rubs me the wrong way a bit, even though I'm interested in all of it. If I can adapt 1% of it into my life, I'm down. And I have tried to adapt some of the things. Um, but sometimes hearing it, it's, I don't know, not tone deaf, because I think all of those people's intentions are good. Uh, not all of them, but you know the people that I listen to or see talk about it frequently, I believe that they have pure intentions. Um, but I think it's a little bit, it doesn't get mentioned enough to me how like inaccessible it at least feels for the average person again some of the things not necessarily inaccessible um but they just seem like a luxury to me like it's a and that's and that's a shame like i just the same thing with the mental health i don't know if i necessarily explained it well i'm not saying like yeah all these you know entitled millennials like that are complaining about anxiety that's not what i'm saying i'm saying i'm glad that they're in a position where they can do that it just makes me think of the fact that like there are so many people who suffer from mental health issues who are literally just worried about like having clean air to breathe or you know their fingertips are bleeding from whatever crazy work that they do to make like a dollar a day like things that are true like Again, not to say that your life is, isn't hard if it's not that. There are different ways. Everyone's hard is hard, right? It's like the hardest thing you've ever gone through is the hardest thing you've ever gone through. And hopefully you're lucky enough to where it's not digging in a trench somewhere for like mining for gold in Africa or diamonds, whatever it is. Like, you know, hopefully it's not that. But there are people who that is their hard. And I, maybe it's just me, but like, that helps with my mental health because it just it's all about that perspective shift and my perspective currently is that i know how many things i have to be grateful for and it doesn't mean that my mental health is perfect all the time but it does help put it in perspective and just you know with all this like virtue signaling now and like people trying to be good people that should be one of the ones that that's one way where like you think that would be a good thing actually where it's like you know people are quick it, the, the reason why it's this isn't 
how it actually works is because most of those things that you see on social media about people posting about certain causes or whatever, a lot of them are hollow. Um, but if we are in this new age where like you have to put your opinions on everything online and most of the time you're putting it thinking you're on the right side and that you're fighting the good fight and like your intentions like you're doing it so that you are at least giving the charade that you have good intentions and that like you want what's best for people in the world even if you're on opposite ends of the spectrum which is interesting right like people who are super far left or super far right um they think that their thought process and their beliefs are what would be best for people um for the most part given that you think that that would help with the perspective issue in mental health meaning if we're all so focused on being like i'm a good person well that should be one easy way to be like i'm a good person i know that i don't have it as bad as all these other people so i'm gonna put a smile on my face you know what i mean um and i the reason why, again i know that's not reality because most of those things are hollow they don't necessarily believe in what they're saying as much as they're trying to portray, portray they do but it just that just popped into my head that if we're also focused on being like I'm a good person because of this 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 and this, one of those reasons one of those ways that you can actually be a good person, or I don't know we we talk about these issues, um, whether it be like the the people in cages at the border and which is horrific and awful and has been going on for a long time which is crazy, or just any other form of human suffering that people force their opinions on other people about i wish that we could take that same energy and apply it to like uh being more grateful for what we have because that would be the best and actual most positive way of like virtue signaling is like what are we all complaining about we live a really pretty I don't know if you again I've said this before if you're hearing this right now you have at least that to fall back on like you have the privilege of a pair of headphones and a phone or a computer or a tv or whatever the hell however you're consuming this and uh, money for a spotify or apple subscription you know and this is uh, again not to discredit like depression and suicidal ideation and true anxiety or depersonalization which i've actually been fighting really hard this week for the first time in a while like i get how hard it is i'm not saying that just because you don't live outside on the street that you you shouldn't be sad i get it i, I get that that's not what it is um but it should at least help more than it seems to help and i'm talking to myself right now as well like just I'm today we took a hike which is beautiful obviously it's so fucking nice out right now we took a hike today and it was absolutely gorgeous out and so already you have that part of it right like wow look at the majesty of this planet a beautiful blue sky and palm trees and pine trees and birds chirping and you know hummingbirds and butterflies and all the fantasy world stuff that's beautiful right so that alone was like cheer up everything's gonna be okay and then on the hike we passed someone 
with a disability who was coming back from the hike. We were on our way up. They were on their way down. And just in that moment, for the next few moments, the next few minutes, it was just a total perspective switch in my head. Um, because, I mean, what am I, what do I have to complain about? Honestly, there are things, and I do complain about them. But generally speaking, I have nothing to complain about. And I am so blessed and so lucky with all the things that I have. And it shouldn't take seeing someone with a uh, a disability. I don't even know the right way to say it, which is terrible. I guess disability. Um, it shouldn't take seeing someone who is less able-bodied than you, right? Who is less able than you to snap your mindset into place where it should be. But it can help, man. Seeing stuff like that always just takes me out of wherever I thought my head was and puts me back to reality. And it's that I'm so lucky and so blessed. And there are so many people who make do with less than what I have with a smile on their face. And for that, I have nothing to complain about. And I better keep smiling because, I mean, <laughs> I have everything I could ever want. But I want more. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Again, not a bad thing to want more. Not a bad thing to use your abilities. Um, I, I guess it just... Um, I don't know. I see those things and it makes me really sad, first of all. Um, like any, anytime I see someone with a developmental disability out and their parents like taking care of them or something like that, I just, those people deserve so much credit and they get almost none. Uh, I used to volunteer at the special Olympics in high school and just like, and also my sister has worked with, um, that community for a long, long, long time. Hearing her stories about the struggles these people face and to Obviously, I mean, it's horrific and sad um, that anyone has to go through that. But I really empathize with the families. Um, and it just breaks my heart. And again, just another reason that I have nothing to worry about, nothing to complain about. Not, doesn't in, in, To me, at least, it doesn't invalidate the things I do care about or invalidate the feelings I have. It just puts them into perspective. And I think we all have to be able to do that. Rather than make it sound like, like I only say, I'm only saying it doesn't invalidate it because I'm trying to be proper, right? I'm trying to like make sure that no one is offended because with this being what it's supposed to be about, which is a little window into my world as an artist, but also trying to uplift other people who might be going through something. I'm not, I, that's not really how I feel, though, to be honest. Like, you should be able to look at someone going through something worse than you and look within yourself and be like, okay, right there is a perfect example of that I need to adjust how I'm going about my thoughts and how I'm really processing my emotions and things. Again, I know that it's not as simple as that, but it helps to be honest with yourself when you see something like that and to allow your perspective to change 
and to not let your ego get in the way and be and ignore those things and be like, well, my problems matter. Yes, of course your problems matter. Again, whatever the hardest thing you've been through is the hardest thing you've been through. And it doesn't mean it's not hard just because someone else has gone through something harder or is dealing with something quote unquote harder. But also have some humility and some like understanding and like compassion for the fact that other people go through more than you on a day-to-day basis. And um, if nothing else, because I'm kind of getting, I'm kind of spiraling a little here. If nothing else, it should at least help prove to you like, wow, people can persevere through almost anything. You see videos of people like missing limbs and like, like there's that MMA fighter that has no legs and he just won a fight against a completely able-bodied human being who is not just a person on the street, someone who is also in incredible shape as a mixed martial artist. Like people can persevere through anything. So in those moments when you're feeling maybe weak or, um, I don't know, like you need an extra push, just, I don't know, think about stuff like that. It helps me. It helps me. It's just like the people who have the most excuses to make, make the least of them. And when you realize that, it really helps put things into perspective of what your problems are and what the problems other people face are and where they rank. And again, it does not mean that your problems are not problems or that you are that you don't have the right to be anxious or depressed or overwhelmed. We all feel that at different times. But when you really pair up what you're going through to what other people have made it through, if nothing else, it should be a huge encouragement that people get through everything, man. If you think of a horrible thing in your mind right now, someone has gotten through it and has and now at least today has a smile on their face and attacks life. And it just really helps put things into perspective. And to me, perspective is key on combating pretty much every mental health issue. Um, I'm trying, I'm just trying to remind myself again, most of this is just, it's always a reminder to me too, you know, but yeah, seeing that on the hike today really, um, woke me up a little and, but it's fleeting, right? Cause then later in the day, something happened and I got upset and then I didn't even feel like sitting down and doing this, right? All those things are fleeting. So you got to use those little breadcrumbs that the universe gives you to like help, but eventually you got to eat, right? The breadcrumbs aren't going to be enough to lead you there. You need to sit down and eat the meal. The meal being like real change and real um, like groundedness in your perspective rather than like it being so fleeting where something happens or you catch yourself and uh, – then you adjust your perspective and or adjust how you're acting or moving or feeling based on perspective. But how can you kind of solidify that to always be your perspective on life? That's something I'm trying to adapt a little more. And it's, again, nothing is ever perfect. So I'm not ever expecting that at all times I can compartmentalize every little struggle and issue I have based on my perspective of all the other horrible things that other people deal with. But I would like, it would be my intention, something that I strive towards, that it more often is my natural immediate reaction, is that like having that perspective on all things almost all the time.
And then there's the part of me that's like, also none of this is that serious. It's not that serious. Not the thing, not those terrible things people go through. That is that serious. But like me talking, it's like I struggle. That's why I struggle. Like I self-deprecating humor, all that. Like I'm so in the middle on everything that I'm even in the middle on like myself. Like I feel like I like having a mixed viewpoint on like a lot of issues that some that are people are diametrically opposed on like I cherish that I am in the middle or can at least view both sides and pick and choose things that make sense and are just rational but it also kind of like it's made me feel like I don't want to take a a big opinion on anything including even like myself so like there'll be times like I just whatever I just was talking about, barely even remember at this point. You know, it being a podcast, and I'm opening up now because it's funny to me at least. In my head, I'm like, okay, this is your, this is good. You're moving in a good direction, and it's all spur of the moment. So whatever I say is just what I say. But there are times where I say something, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense, or that was well put. Maybe expand on that. And so I'm taking it very seriously. And then after I just finished that whole spiel. I had the realization of like, all right, but that's maybe that's too serious. Maybe that's a little too much. Like we should be a little more lighthearted because life is short and then you die. That's why we get high, right? Or life's a bit foxy. I see. See? I tried to be cool and clever and a Nas lyric came to mind and I just butchered the lyric. This isn't all that serious. Life's a bitch and then you die. That's why we... Life's a bitch and then you die. That's why we get high, cause you never know when you're gonna go. Life's a bitch and then you die. That's when you that's why we puff la. Look that up for me. Just kidding, there's no one in the corner of the room. Um Either way, great classic hip hop song. Um I believe that's Nas and A Z. Not Jay Z, A Z. Also might be as which makes me feel ashamed of myself because I am a hip hop head. And I don't really know how you pronounce it. Um, he was like, I don't know if he was one of Nas's artists back in the day. Like early on, I'm talking like early Nas. Or like someone he rolled with or like just collaborated with. I know on like AZ slash Az's, <laughs> I feel so dumb. Uh, first album, Nas is on like a couple like interlude Or like, you know, you can hear his voice. Whether it being like the hook of a song or whatever. But I'm pretty sure that song is both of them. And if I had a more uh, sophisticated podcast set up, I could just look that up and play it right now, and then you'd hear it, and everything would be so cool. But I'm not, I can't do that or don't know how. So that's not going to happen. I just recommend you listen to that song. It'll make you feel better today. See, not that serious. Yeah, real quick before I go, I did have um, m- um, some pretty bad depersonalization attacks. I don't know if it's an attack. You know, we call it an anxiety attack, a panic attack. I don't know if this would be a depersonalization attack. I guess what it is is little mini panic attacks, and my defense mechanism, unfortunately, is depersonalizing. So just two while driving, and it's just the weirdest feeling. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It almost feels like, it's not highway hypnosis in like what they used to warn you about in driver's ed where 
if you drive on the highway for a long time at a constant rate of speed, it can kind of lull you to sleep. But it's like my eyes get so focused on something while driving on the highway. And like, I don't, I don't know what it is. I think it's a combination of the speed and like the lights and the cars and my, my, my eyes get so fixated on something. I almost feel like, I don't know. I can just feel myself like being out of it a bit. And then I don't know. It, I, it's very difficult to describe. It just immediately snaps me into like a, a, a small state of panic and I feel completely detached from myself and immediately everything feels like two-dimensional and I almost feel like I have no control over the car or like that's one side of it. And the other side is I f- I'm like afraid I'm going to pass out while driving and it's it's like it's one of those like obsessive fear things where it's like I know that that's not going to happen but I also don't know that that's not going to happen so my initial reaction is to be like dude that's not going to happen in my head like don't worry about that it's not going to happen and then a second later be like well how would I know that could happen I might already be passed out and this is a dream like these are the ways that my head just kind of spirals really quick in a situation like that and it just like immediately I feel like queasy and like oh my god I'm gonna pass out or something like every time this has ever happened I always then like get all the way over to the right lane just in case I want to pull over and truth be told honestly should pull over in that moment wherever I'm going is not as serious as potentially this being very dangerous for me and anyone who else else is in the car anyone else who is in the car I didn't do that either time I kept driving and I was okay um, I guess because I can kind of fight through it sometimes, push through it, but just an update because I've been feeling better overall mental health-wise for a, a long time now. But I've noticed that this specific sensation um, comes a lot often, a, a more a more than not when that happens to me. It is after I drank. <laughs> not like I drank and then drove. Meaning like the night before was the night that I went out with this person and and had that conversation. We had a couple drinks, whatever. Nothing crazy. I don't drink often anymore and I'm getting a little older. Not old, but you know, I can, I'm so, I'm at least can say I'm getting older to the point where when I drink, I feel the effects of it, the negative effects of it more even than I used to. And I used to get vicious hangovers. Um, but that was probably because medication. All, I don't know. Doesn't matter. We're almost done anyway. Um, but I've noticed even when I'm not like in- incredibly hungover necessarily, like I felt fine the next morning, went about my day and, you know, I, I, the only thing, and it's not necessarily, again, to me, a hangover is like, you know, can't look at the light. When you drink water, you feel like you're going to throw up, need to stay in bed all day. Like that's a hangover to me. But when not hungover like that, even... When even when I'm not hungover like that, I feel like I'm almost like a little tachycardic the next day, um, meaning my heart beats. You can kind of feel it beating quicker or more intensely throughout the day at, at random times. So to me, it seems like a trend that the day after I drink, and I, I'm saying I, I drove way later in the day. It wasn't one of those situations where like there was still alcohol in my system, which is really unsafe, and you shouldn't drive when you're hungover and all that, please. But it wasn't one of those situations. It was way later in the day. And for some reason, it seems like a trend to me that that's what, like, for example, this happened to me really bad once driving back from Vegas. Now, 
that's a whole nother thing. Vegas is an animal. You become an animal when you're there. So I was, I we partied pretty hard. Never said that phrase in my life. That's like the polite way of saying we drank and potentially used drugs while while there. We partied. You ever notice that when people are on podcasts? Like, oh, I used to party. Like, not like I used to drink a lot. Like, oh, yeah, we used to party. Party immediately implies drugs were involved, in my opinion. Um, but anyways, we were partying pretty hard in Vegas and had to drive home pretty early-ish the next day, whatever. And this happened 10 different times while I was driving, and I had to pull over and, like, nap. So... I don't necessarily know why drinking affects it. My Maybe it's just like a motor skills thing. And again, the, the heart beating faster a little. Maybe you're more prone to anxious moments or panic, panic attacks in those situations. Feel just a slightly out of it, even though you're not like, you know, zonked out, hungover and stuff. So I don't know necessarily why, but I just want to update you because as I said, my all that stuff's been pretty good or at least like very manageable there's never there isn't ever a moment where i don't feel depersonalized to be quite honest at this point in my life and it's been that way basically since i started dealing with it but the really intense ones happen very few and far between at this point um but two of them happened yesterday so i just want to fill you in so what did we learn today kids uh two things first one Keep up with those relationships. It's something I've got to get better at. And I don't know if it's an altruistic motivation, but it makes them feel good and they deserve it. These are people you care about and love, but it also makes you feel really good. So in that sense, it wouldn't be altruistic. But um, And it's just life is short. You need to try to keep appearances and at least reach out. At the bare minimum, send a text, uh, something. But, you know sometimes that's not always enough so call the person even if you gotta you know get get lunch anything just keep up with those relationships that are maybe not the ones that are in your everyday life but that you really care about quite a bit and then the other one is the continued theme of my life and of this podcast and that's just perspective again perspective 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 it helps with everything again talking to myself telling myself these things but if I got to learn them, you should learn them too because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to adapt these things because I know it'll make me a better person and feel better and be better and all that shit. So if you can take some of that with you too, that would be great. And then, um, yeah, new single, April 28th. April 29th is a big day in my life. So April 28th. <laughs> April 29th is a big day in my life. So I'm releasing it not on that day. No, um. I heard this thing recently, you should release new music on a Friday, and April 28th is a Friday. April 29th is a Saturday. So, uh, but we'll get into more April 29th stuff probably next week. Yeah, next week will be perfect because it will have just happened, and I will have experienced it. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm sorry that this episode was a little all over the place and maybe off to a slow start. I haven't been feeling myself in the last, I don't know, literally like day. Um, yeah, pretty much that's it actually. I was busy this week, but today was really the only day for some reason I was feeling a little low and a little tired. Usually I do this in the morning. Maybe that's what it is. I'm just like a little baby. I need a nap and I didn't take one. And 
Uh, as you can tell clearly if you're watching this, the sun has now started setting. So I'm doing this later in the day. Maybe I'm just a little tired. Anyways, I apologize for that. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope you got something out of it. Don't take yourself too seriously, but also be able to utilize that perspective thing that we talked about and look at your life and all the amazing things you have in it and you almost owe it to yourself for sure but like you almost owe it to the universe to act upon how many amazing things you have in your life and the position that you're in to be successful if you're in that position and if not um that perspective can still help in like you know look at all these things that i'm getting through you know like i am a strong able person anyways my phone's probably going to run out of storage, so I do have to. <laughs> it's ridiculous. This is a hack job. Just kidding. Love you guys so much. Um, thank you so much for listening. I got to remember I got this. You got to remember you got this. And if not, we got this. We got each other's back. We can do it. Congratulations on making another week. I'll talk to you next week. By that time, the song will be out. Thank you guys for everything. Please stream it. Um, and uh, yeah, see you next week. Take care of yourself. <laughs>